Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Can people really communicate from beyond the grave, quote-unquote? Can that communication be in the form of numbers or mathematics? What would multiverse or holographic theory have to say about that? Welcome to the 878th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Uh, uh, we are coming to you live from WOON, uh, AM and FM radio in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, on the Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live and on TuneIn.com. I'm Ben, and those numerical questions came from my co-host, partner in Paranormal Adventures, and dad, Paul. And today we bring you uh, an old friend on an old question. And if you'd like to join us on the air, you can give us a call, 401-766-1240. That's from anywhere. Or you can email paul at behindtheparanormal.com. Or you can get in touch with us via various uh, social media platforms, including Facebook or Instagram. Coming to us via Skype today is Dave Kane. Uh, Dave is a performer, comedian, published author, social activist, and has been a radio talk show host in New England for over 40 years. Many of his in-person appearances are fundraisers for charities. Dave's son, uh, 18-year-old Nicholas O'Neill, was the youngest victim of the station nightclub fire here in Rhode Island in 2003, in which 100 people lost their lives. In the wake of this tragedy, Dave became a strong proponent of fire safety awareness and the enforcement of strict laws with the administration of fire safety inspections on public buildings. But in addition, uh, Dave and his family began to receive what they uh, believed were unmistakable numerical communications from Nikki almost immediately after the fire. In 2006, Dave authored his first book on this on these experiences, 41 Signs of Hope. In this book, Dave... Uh, shares anecdotes of synchronistic and at times seemingly supernatural occurrences revolving around the number 41. The book was published by Our Family Company, New River Press and Barking Cat Books. I was the editor, and weird stuff started to happen to me. Uh, For example, the book came out to 41 chapters, you know, totally unplanned. And and Dave has a new book in the offing he's going to tell us about. Along with his other activities, Dave uh, currently hosts a Saturday radio show, Kane and Company, on WARA 1320 AM out of Attleboro, Massachusetts. This is his first appearance on our show since he joined us on CBS Radio in June 2012. Is that possible? Wow. Dave, exactly. Dave's website... Oh, sorry, Dave, I'm sorry. DaveKane.net. So, Dave Kane, welcome back to Behind the Paranormal after a long hiatus. <laughs> thank you, thank you, sir. I watched the word old when you decided that old. Oh, you're right, right, right. Yeah, well, hey, I, I know how you feel. I just wanted to point out locally, by the way, the temperature. Did you how many times 41 was said in the, in the, uh, in the weather report today? <laughs> Actually, I was looking over the script, but I wasn't listening, but I, I, I have no surprise about four that. Four times, four times, 41. In January, too. I actually didn't catch that either. I, uh, I, I was checking out the weather for, for today because my, my wife and I are doing some, some home improvement stuff and staining and all that. So we're checking the temperature, and I, was, I just kind of offhandedly was like, oh, it's going to be 41 degrees tomorrow. Didn't catch it. Not, not <laughs> well, I catch it every time, so I, yeah, I, I yeah. hope so anyway. Yeah. First of all, thanks for letting me uh, be on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, As you said, Paul, uh, you guys were kind enough to uh, publish my first book, 41 Signs of Hope. And uh, and there's another one coming up, but I guess we'll get to that. But right now, uh, what can I tell you? Well, I guess we'll we'll start from the beginning because the beginning is a very good place to start. You know, why don't you go with the, the basis of your first book and your history with the number 41, you know, 
from from beginning to currently. Well, thank you, Julie Andrews. Um, I'm co-hosting with Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, you got both of them. Well, it's very simple. Uh, the Station Nightclub fire was in 2003. Uh, Nikki, uh, my son Nikki, was the youngest victim. Uh, he was 18 years of age uh, when he passed. 100 people died, 200 people mm. seriously injured. Uh, horrible tragedy. It was the fourth largest nightclub fire in the country's history. Um, and beginning the day after the fire, we started to get signs. But let me start with the 41. 41 was Nikki's number. Everybody has a lucky number. It might relate to a birthday or an anniversary or, or some other event. Nikki didn't know why he had 41. He didn't know why he liked 41. He didn't know why he noticed 41. And he did it everywhere. He'd get in the car with me, see, Dad, look, it's 241. Or he'd see a license plate, Dad, 41, 41. We didn't know what it was. Um, and then uh, now we know that when Nikki passed, he was 18 and 23 days, 41. The station nightclub is at latitude 41.41. The fire call box at the station was 4414. And on the cover of my book, uh, 41 Signs of Hope, uh, is a sketch of Nikki. Uh, and uh, and in, in the uh, it, it's from a videotape that we found a year after he passed. And... Uh, and in the sketch, you can see um, Nicky. He's about four months old. Uh, he has a little baseball uniform on. His mom's holding him. And he has the number 41 on the cap. And that was the beginning for us, or at least that's how we began to realize that this 41 stuff started way before uh, Nicky was ever in that building. Wow. Wasn't there a 941 in there somewhere that... 941 is, was Nikki's favorite 41. Uh, for, we didn't know why it was. It was his favorite 41. And the year, the year, um, the January after the fire, which was, it'll be, by the way, next month is the 18th anniversary on February 20th. Uh, a year after that, we all went to, uh, Disney World. Nikki loved Disney. And so we all went to Disney World. And, uh, one of the places he liked to go, was um, uh, the Hoopty Doo Review? It's a dinner theater show. Based oh, we've been there, yeah. Yeah, a cowboy uh, yeah. saloon. A lot of fun. Nick loves it. Uh, Nick still loves it because he comes with us when we go down. <laughs> yeah. And um, and Nick's favorite forty one was nine forty one. So uh, we're on the boat going over to the uh, Hoopty Doo Review at Disney. And my as we start to get there, my wife said to Nick. Okay, Nick, here we go. Hoop-dee-doo review. And as soon as she said that, every light on the dock went off and went back on. She got to the ticket window and gave our receipt uh, for the reservation. They gave us table 41. There were nine of us in the group. So Joanne came, my wife Joanne came over and said, look, look. 941. I got, I got, I got table 41. And as she said that, a little boy with blonde hair went running right between us and his mother yelled, Nicholas! Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, this just went on and on, huh? It, it goes on constantly. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my favorite one because maybe this will help people. You know, these are, you know, Paul, these are tough to give out and Ben, I tell these stories and, you know, the, the general consensus would be, well, oh, yeah, oh, that was nice. Yeah, that was a coincidence. Oh, yeah. Um, several years ago, we were in uh, 
Lincoln, Rhode Island, uh, tagging a Christmas tree. Nikki loved doing that, so we do it every year. And um, while we were there, my wife went into a mode that she has had for many years, worrying that Nikki suffered in the blaze, that he felt the flames. She was obsessed with the possibility of it, of him suffering and feeling the pain. And every medium we went to said to us, no pain. When we asked them, they'd say, no pain. When we didn't ask them, they'd still say, no pain, We unsolicited. So that day, um, we were tagging a Christmas tree, and being, and my wife was in that mode, uh, worrying again, uh, and being the kind, gentle, loving husband that I am, I was screaming at her, uh, what's the matter with you? When are you going to get this? He, he, he doesn't want you sad. He doesn't want you crying. Uh, he, he's told you a thousand times, no pain. Robert Brown, no pain. Cindy Gilman, no pain. You know, Lisa Powers, no pain. All these mediums. And we get in the car, and she's driving, and we're going up Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. And for some reason, I said to her, for God's sakes, Joanne, what do you want him to do? Put it in writing. <laughs> and, it, and as soon as I said that, a car coming from the other direction had the vanity plate, no pain. You know, I, I, I think I did tell you this, but you might have forgotten. Um, our dentist is in East Greenwich. So I went down there, and and we were there was something going on. I think yeah, th- this is some years ago. I think you were about to be on the show again, um, or um, something. Something going. And, and Nikki and you and Joanne were on my mind. Okay, uh-huh. and I'm coming up uh, Interstate 295, Warwick, Rhode Island, and that very plate, well, with a, attached to a car, of course, went uh, right by me, uh, passed me, and pulled right in front. No pain. Ah, I mean, yeah. I. I and and it's not just me. As I say, when the book uh, was, uh, and I'm a professional editor. I've been for 40 years, uh, or reporter or editor, and, and uh, you know, I know how to lay out a book. And it came out logically to 41 chapters. And you said you never intended that because you you didn't give me give it to me in that form. And I, I laid it out. It just uh, it was it was it was too much. Uh, it was amazing. So um, I called you right then, and I said, Dave, you're not going to believe this. The book came out to 41 chapters. Uh, the only real pain in the neck with the book was uh, the printer was a little slow, and we had the uh, the book release scheduled. Um, we were going to be there, and, and uh, Ben's older brother and I, who worked for me at the time, we had to drive all the way to Ohio to pick the book up in, in our uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee, and we brought all the cartons back, and we had them just in time for the event. But other than that, it was a pleasure uh, to, to deal with. Well, I, what you probably don't remember is that uh, you told me that the book was going to come out, and I went online to see when it would be available on Amazon, and it said a book would be available January 28th, which is Nikki's birthday. Yes, uh, I, I, I remember <laughs> that now. I'd forgotten, but you just reminded me, and I yeah, remember. Yeah, I mean, wow. I forgot yeah. it until you submitted the publishing, yeah. Now there, Ben. You want to jump in here? I mean, you were kind of young when this was going I mean, on. Yeah, I was. Oh, geez, how old was I? Uh, I, I don't 18, even, I, I, Eighteen years ago, Ben. Oh God. Uh, so, <laughs> so I was. I hate to have you do math. I know you. Have. No, I know it's a, <laughs> Well, we're talking about numbers here. Yeah, you know, I have a bachelor's degree. Uh, yeah, you can't do basic math in my head. Um, oh God, I, I must. Well, you were like, eleven. I'm, yeah. When okay. you were eleven. <laughs> Was I? Oh, I was. Well, you were, I? I should, yeah, no, yeah. You were ten. You were about to turn eleven. 
right uh, that April. yeah so i mean yeah I was, I was i was a, i was a pretty young kid when that when that yeah. happened and it was um it it was it was just it was a huge event right and uh and i remember i remember very vividly you know it was on it was on you know news every night and it was it was really really traumatic stuff you know i i, I think i rhode island's such a such an odd place and i i think if you don't live here most of our listeners don't it or actually i don't even live there anymore but it's it's such a strange like it's like a big small town Everybody knows everybody. It's like you could go down to Stop and Shop, and you'll you might see you know you might see Lincoln Chafee, you know, former governor of Rhode Island, you know, because yeah, just picking up some some groceries. Yeah, it's it's just that kind of place, and you know, events like that really rock the community of Rhode well, Island. Everybody, everybody was involved. Everybody, everybody was, was connected. Involved. There wasn't one person I'd ever met who didn't have somebody in that fire or right. Near- or yep. their second cousin was there. I've had I had a guy come up to me one day and told me he almost went he went there, but he couldn't find a parking space, so he went home that night. Wow! I mean, there's all of these stories where people will say to me, "Oh, my my, I was gonna go, but I had to work late." And uh, you're right, Ben. I mean, everybody in 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 the, in the state uh, was touched by this. Um, by the way, one third of the people who were injured or passed were from Massachusetts and the arrest were from Connecticut. So yeah. it was a big, big, big night, uh, over 400 people in the room. And that's another, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. lives up in the Commonwealth now. Yes. So, yes, uh, yes. Dave, there, there were, uh, other people, and I'm sure that there are still people coming forward who told you their own stories of being affected by 41 and, and, and Nikki. Can you share some of those stories? Well, yeah, I've got a really good one. This is really something, and it's a little bit convoluted. You've got to stay with me on this, and if, if you lose me, speak up, okay? All right, yeah. Um, as you know, I do talk radio, and I used to have a woman on, well, uh, her name is Susan Apollon. Susan is a, is a writer. She's written books about, she's written about Nikki and a couple of her books. And um, she's also, she's she doesn't call herself a medium. She calls herself an intuitive. And she's also a psychologist, Mm, I, now, I like that. Yeah. Okay. So, so I've had her on the air several times, and, and very nice lady, Susan Apollon. Her name is. Anyway, a couple came to her, um, and the couple was there because their marriage was falling apart because their son committed suicide, mm. and it was a horrible stress for everybody, of course. And during one of the sessions, the husband, the father of the boy who passed admitted or confessed or said that he thought he was losing his mind because he is imagining that his son is sending him signs. Mm-hmm. So Susan said, oh, no, 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 you're not, no, you're not imagining. This is real. You've got to talk to my friend Dave Kane. He said, no, 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 I don't want to talk to anybody. No, no. So he wouldn't talk. To, he, he stopped her. About three months later, his wife dragged him to a medium in Philadelphia. And the kid comes through like gangbusters. I mean, he's given social security numbers. I mean, I mean. Oh my gosh. No, I'm kidding, of course. But I mean, (laughs) his his family, they knew this was their son. There was no doubt this boy was in the room. So at the end of the reading, the medium says to them, by the way, there was another young man with your son who helped him come through. And the boy's name is Nicholas. Now, they didn't know who this was, and so then they go back to Susan for their sessions, and they tell her the story. And 
then they tell her about this Nicholas, and she goes, "Oh, that's the kid I'm talking about. That's that's Dave's son." Bup, 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 bup. So finally, the father calls me, and when he called me, I realized who he was. Of course, when he called me, I said, "Well, I hope you packed a lunch because you're going to be here a while." Mm-hmm. And and my idea was to help validate that boy for that father. Mm-hmm. I knew that I knew I knew that Nikki had somehow brought him, brought these people to me. So Joanne, my wife, comes home after we have this long talk, and, and I tell her this story, and she said to me, "What was the guy's name?" Now, I don't know why Joanne would ask me this, but why? What is his name? And I tell her his name was Eric Stark. She said, "Wow." What she said, my last dream this morning was about Anya. Anya was a little girl my wife used to have in daycare, and I used to see her and I say, "Up, oh, don't get any Anya." You know, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm going to use that. <laughs> her last name was Stark. Her father's name was Eric. This was Nikki letting his mom know that he was the Nicholas in that reading. Wow. Mm. You know, this is, we have a question from a listener here, but before that, now, now, Dave, you and I have gone, uh, into conversations about this, you know, umpteen times over years and years and years and years. Sure. And, uh, you know, we kind of agree to, to disagree, but the first thing we always say is our theories may be wrong, maybe everybody else is right. Um, but we have, um, issues with some mediums, you know, and you, you know the whole thing. I do uh, too, Paul. I do yeah. too. Yeah. You know, there are there are good aluminum storm siding salesmen and lousy aluminum, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. not everybody is necessarily a, a really good medium. Uh, I don't believe, I think that, I mean, we have, Nikki, we believe and have evidence that Nikki's spirit is a strong one. I think you'll agree with that, Paul, is a very well, strong. Yeah, but, I mean, regardless of the dynamics here, I think, you know, obviously th- th- this is this is really uh impossible to deny now we have many listeners who might say oh it's all from the devil well i mean i don't like to believe the devil is more merciful than god because i've thank god i've never lost a child but uh, i know many who have including you know you you yourself my very good friend and uh i just i can't imagine how wonderful it must be to realize that there's that there's still the bond there and that well, it's active. You know? Yeah, let's remember, you know, Nikki, remember, wrote a play a year before he died. Mm. And mm. the play was called They Walk Among Us. And the play is about teenagers who die and come back as angels. Mm-hmm. Now, all of our experiences with Nikki have been pluses. They have been positives. They have been loving. They have been caring. Yep. And the last part of the play uh grace the angel says to the boy they're trying to help in the end everything and i do mean everything is going to be just fine and the last line of the play is do not fear to hope so mm-hmm. we put that on Nikki's headstone do not fear to hope yep i've seen and, it yeah. and none of this can be none of this can be from anything in our opinion but a loving god it yeah. isn't, uh, whoever your God is, however you call him, whatever you think, I don't care if you think he's a, a teapot on the stove, I don't care. This is being given to us as a wonderful gift. And Nikki's message to us is not to be afraid, as it says in Scripture. Yeah. Well, we we have a question. Uh, we have a very faithful listener. I, I, I keep trying to 
keep myself from saying that because it makes him sound like a dog. Uh, but <laughs> well, he's, uh, have a, listener, my show, he's a, a, a wonderful guy. We really don't know, but he sends in great questions. It's Peter from Bogota, Colombia. And Peter has a question, uh, which, Ben, if you would be so kind. Oh, yes, I shall be kind. Um, Peter has two questions, technically, so we'll take them one at a time, I suppose. Uh, although, yeah, sure, we'll go with that. Uh, please ask Dave if uh, traumatic death is necessary for contact to occur. Otherwise, what do we? Well, he clarifies the question by saying, "In other I, words, I'm sorry." Yes. Y- yes. In other words, assuming your parents passed peacefully, do you think uh, you have experienced contact with them? So, you know, something along those lines, I, I believe, is what he's trying to ask. Well, um, I don't think that uh, a tragic uh, death necessarily has anything to do with it. I mean, there are a lot of people who have passed, quote, naturally, etc., and 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 uh, they too have had experiences from loved ones, etc. I mean, uh, or or have given experiences to loved ones. So I, I don't believe that you need that at all. Um, as far as uh, my, my mother, my own mother, the one experience I had with this before Nikki was born. Uh, my mother uh, passed away. She dropped dead in her kitchen, and I found her three days later. And I remember walking into the house and, and, and looking down at her body and saying, now at that moment, I could feel a presence over my, over my head. Uh, uh, behind me, uh, I didn't know what it was. I mean, I didn't. Even, I wasn't even really conscious of it at the moment. But I looked at my mom's body and I said, "Okay, mom, I'll take care of everything." And as soon as I said that, I felt whatever that was leave the the spirit. I'm really left. And after and reading the book Life After Life, um, I found that spirit allegedly stays with bodies until somebody finds it. I don't know if any of that's true. I'm not a medium. Paul, you know, I'm at least an extra large. And (laughs) and I thank you. And uh, and and I don't have a lot of answers. I'm only telling you what I've experienced and I'm leaving it for people to decide what they think. Yeah, um, I I, I think we all have uh, experiences of of that kind. I remember um, when Ben's grandmother, uh, she was a very, very, you, you met my mother. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah, very, uh, mom. <laughs> oh yeah. A sparky, uh, jumpy lady. You know, she moved uh, from the old country, uh, Connecticut, uh, to yeah. Rhode Island here. And, uh, in, in 2000 and, uh, she was great. She was lived in uh, Cumberland. Uh, and then she, uh, got a little bit ill with, with her heart. I mean, she never lost her, uh, her, her mental, uh, her cognitive abilities as sharp as ever. Yeah. And she ended up at Mount St. Rita, uh, which is the retirement home for the, uh, Sisters of Mercy. Uh, that's also in Cumberland up by the Massachusetts line. And, uh, they also have some civilians, if you will, who, who will live there. And, uh, she, uh, she, I, I just, we were trying to figure out where she could go, where to put it. Cause nursing homes, there were nursing homes, and there were nursing homes. And I said to my, to my brother, who had translated, as we say, in 1997, he was a, a Catholic priest. And I said, Bob, because I I, there's nobody uh, else except me in my generation. I said, Bob, I can't do this anymore. That very day, everything fell into place. Like, immediately, she got in to Mount St. Rita's. Everything from then on was she was happy there. Um, the, the day that she translated was unexpected, but it was um, 
you know, uh, a day that, that, uh, from a, a financial standpoint was the best of the whole year, uh, for that to have happened. Yeah, he had to put it in those terms, but, you know, unfortunately that, that's reality. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think we've all had experiences like that. Um, again, the dynamics, I mean, we, we look at, um, the holographic theory, uh, and of course our multiverse theory, which I think are two sides of the same coin. Uh, and, and I think probably the, the, the biggest, uh, semantic disagreement that we might have is, is the, the idea of spirit, uh, as opposed to an actual version of the person still carrying on in a physical way. Uh, but, but again, I mean, that's not the point. Yeah, love but that's is okay the, with me. That's love all right is the with point. me. Oh yeah, sure. wh- whatever, yeah, whatever. I, when I, when I use those phrases like spirit, et cetera, I'm only using them in, to, def- to define between what we are in now. Yeah, everybody does. As yeah. opposed to them. The other thing that always bothers me, and, and, and you guys have done it today, and, and mediums have done it, and people in this, we talk, we say the word lost. Yeah, we say and we talk about our you talked about your 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 mom in past tense. Yeah, you're and right. one of the things we taught ourselves to do is to speak about Nikki in present tense. While mm-hmm. we set a, ta- a place for him at the table, mm-hmm. we add him to our reservations when we go out to dinner. We speak to Nikki in present time. Uh, uh, be, just because we can't see him doesn't mean he's not right there. And, and the, the word loss, the only reason I would use the word loss, you know, in my in my talk, Paul, I say, and Ben, I say uh, the word loss. Bobcat Goldthwait in his com- comedic show says, I lost my job. He said, well, I didn't lose my job. I know where it is. It's just when I go there, somebody's <laughs> doing it. Right? Yeah. And then later in his act, he says, I lost my girl. He said, well, I didn't lose my girl. I know where she is. It's just when I go there, somebody else is, well, never mind. And yeah. <laughs> and. And and this is what we do. We have been brought up to talk in past tense about our loved ones. Yep. To talk to to say things like lost, you know, and you all. And these are the things that we. I've made a conscious effort personally to change that. Well, so um, have we actually, but you you caught us uh, kind of backsliding there, and I agree one hundred percent. I think it's it's uh, very important to. Do that. I think it's very healthy to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've been talking on recent shows about uh, Albert Einstein's special theory of relativity, that everything is simultaneous. There is no past. There is no future except in our, in our consciousness. I and can't just, grab it. I can't. I, I, that's, I, I talk about you all the time, uh, Paul, and, and, and in this uh, regard. because Some of it good, I hope. Well, a little bit. But <laughs> the, the, the constant references uh, – to quantum physics, you know, what I mean, I'm yeah. out. We get it, you know. You know, Ben had trouble figuring out how many years, eighteen years ago. I oh, had to yeah. take off my shoes to figure out what the number of my house is, and it's one. <laughs> the way, got to uh, be a forty-one and, in there somewhere. No, no, just just a one. And so, so, so that's the thing. But I, I did want to tell you, speaking of your multiverse, you and I. One of the conversations you and I had has to do with another story about Nick. Uh, Joanne, uh, Nick's mom, was walking uh, one morning, as she does, about 6.30 in the morning, and she was talking to Nick uh, just after the fire. And uh, we had a house in Cranston, and uh, the kids loved the house, and up in the attic, they had made a clubhouse with uh, all kinds of pictures on the wall and tic-tac-toe, and they did their autographs and everything on the wall. Well, when we left, left that house, uh, Nikki was very concerned and very upset because he, he had his clubhouse. 
And uh, Joanne was walking and she said to him, well, Nick, you know, one of these days, maybe we'll go get that house back and we'll bring everybody back and we'll make the, the, the you know, the attic, that clubhouse again. And we'll put up all the pictures again and we'll put signs up. And and, they'll, and then she said, of course, I realize I can't get everybody back. And when she said that, she looked down and there was a piece of dry art paper they used to give out in schools remember that cheap art yeah, paper? yeah and she this is a dew filled morning now and she picks up this paper on the ground and she turns it over and on the paper is a picture of a man a woman a boy and a dog and at the bottom was signed nicholas <laughs> i remember that story that's great and we couldn't figure now my my answer was well some kid got off a school bus and dropped that paper that he had done, right? And then Joanne came on it, but she was thinking about that story at that moment. And maybe that, I mean, you don't know how they do this stuff, but Paul, you talked about multiverse. You talked about how it was possible that Nikki could have placed that in front of her. Yeah. I mean, I think we're talking about the same thing maybe in different terms, but at this point, we're going to take our mid-show break. Uh, you're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WOON 1240 AM and 99.5 FM in New England's beautiful Blackstone River Valley. We'll be right back with our great guest, Dave Kane. so stick with us. The night is alive. Join us and take a walk on the weird side when you tune in to The Kingdom of Nye, hosted by Heather Wade, the finest in late-night talk. Listen live free weeknights starting at 9 p.m. Pacific Time at thekingdomofnye.com, talkstreamlive.com, and the Paranormal Radio app. Want to take a ride? Okay, and welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben. You know, it is WOON 1240 AM and 99.5 FM. And we are talking with Dave Kane today, who has not been on the show in, uh, what, eight years, inexcusably. About, uh, you can do the, basic that, math. That's how good I was the last time. Yeah, <laughs> the amazing. Well, that was on CBS too. So, so you, yeah, it was good. Right. Uh, but anyway, we were uh, we were talking about the the amazing events uh, surrounding his son Nikki and the number forty one. Now we have another question, a second question from Peter in Bogota, Colombia. So Ben, if you'd take it away, please. Oh, b- before we get to that, um, sure. Peter Peter started me down down a, a fun little little track in my in my brain. Um, because I, as I as as you were answering the question, Dave, I I realized I, I don't know if we ever we ever brought this up or if I if we just never thought about it before. Um, could it be possible that you know as a as a result of of trauma, right? You know, because he brings up the question of you know, say somebody peacefully passes and they don't have a traumatic death, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that it could be a response or or a coping mechanism. That doesn't necessarily mean it's not happening. That that's not what I'm saying. Um, but more, it's what is needed or what is necessary to cope or mourn. Right. So if if somebody you know a pat, you know translates into a new existence, uh, if you want to call it that, however yeah. we want to speak about death in 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 terms of the now, 
it's it's you know we we have the ability to to mourn prior to right you know we knew um you know my grandmother my dad my dad's mother was kind of on on the way out so we had the ability to kind of prepare ourselves mentally and so you know when it when it finally happened it was the best possible timing but you know let's let's say you know like my my mother-in-law you know she she moved she pet she translated very unexpectedly you know yeah. we were my wife and i were six months into being married mm-hmm. and it just kind of it was it was awful it was it was horrible it was incredibly traumatic but with that you know we we had we had sort of a uh a, a, a sort of healthy relationship that helped us move forward and we we not going to say that there was you know divine help maybe there was but you know we're not too we're not sort of paying attention to that or in, intuitive enough to pay attention to it right i think i think it's it, it may or may not be I, i'm i'm rambling essentially what i'm trying to say is you know you have the ability to mourn with the circumstance when the circumstances sure. demand it yeah. right and, yeah. and there's well, help now if there so would would you consider this the help that was needed that you still continue to need to to cope to respond to have a sort of post traumatic growth rather than post traumatic stress. Well, first of all, I want to point out that that the, all of these things that began. I didn't write the book until 2005, I think it was, right, Paul? Yeah, yeah. It was 2005. So I had two years of these things happening, thousands of things happening, and I wrote every one off initially as my grief, as my imagination. I'm a performer. I'm a comedian. I'm a writer. Um, I wouldn't trust uh, going under hypnosis for a past life experience because I think I'd made it all up in my head. So so initially I was writing all of this off to my grief or my imagination. Mm-hmm. But then it began to build so much and so many different things as you read in the book. I, I, re- I could no longer do it, and I finally started putting it to paper. My wife has reams of other stories that we also have. I made the book shorter because I made my point by the with these stories. Uh, a larger book would just be would just be more of the same examples. So mm-hmm. I, I I'll tell you, yeah, there's definitely things that people have, and I'm sure they do embrace uh, it during their grief. But there, are, in addition to that. They may not be as nuts as they think they are, you know, and that's what's really important. Right. And, and my new book uh, is just to speak to this. Um, the first book is 41 Signs of Hope, and this book is 41 Signs of Hope, Your Stories. Mm-hmm. And we're inviting people to write to me, to send me an email. Uh, it's very simple. They can go to my website. DaveKane.net. It's K-A-N-E, DaveKane.net. And just write me a note. Tell me about your examples of something a special one, maybe one or two special that you had heard from your dad or your mom or your husband or your wife or your child. And I'm going to try to put a book together with your stories so it isn't about Nick. It mm. isn't about us. It's about what Nick has done that other people can do, and he wants us to to be open to it and get this reward. Good. Right. Well, I mean, I was I wasn't trying wasn't trying to say you were imagining everything. This is not, oh, no, not no, what no, I was no. I, I was saying it. No, Ben, I was saying I was imagining right. it. I, yeah, I that, mean, believe me, I I you know, and uh, let me tell you something else. I I had a meeting with a guy, a chance meeting, um, 
matter of fact, it was very odd. Somebody that I had known for years that I hadn't seen in years suddenly walked up to me after a show. And he said to me, oh, Dave, I'm so sorry to hear about your son. I didn't pop up. He said, oh, he said, wait a minute, I want you to meet somebody. And he went and he got some guy and this guy came back and the guy was huge. He was a football player or something. He was, a, he was the size of a small barn. You know, he was huge. <laughs> and he said, Dave, this is Bob. Bob, this is Dave. Dave, Bob's son died of leukemia. So you probably have a lot to talk about. And he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, that was stunning to me. I mean, I was like, so we started to talk a little bit. I told him Sarah was about his son, and he, and we got into a conversation about what's worse, watching your son pass without having any ability to help him at all, and the end is still that he passes, or my situation where it's over. Because if it were me, I, we talked and I decided my way was better. Because if I had to watch my son be ill and there was nothing I could do for him, mm. it's a horrible thing. So yeah. now I get, this is good, because now I get, I start to ask him about what I call my 41 stuff. I ask him, has he heard from his son? He said, what do you mean? And I give him some of the stuff we talked about today. And I said, I don't know. And I said, I just want to know, have you heard from your boy? And he gave me a look. I thought this guy was going to snap me like a pretzel. I mean, he, I thought, oh, my God, you know, I shouldn't have asked. And he said, come here with me. I follow him. He goes out in the parking lot. I said, he's bringing me out here to beat the hell out of me. (laughs) Yeah. And he brings me out and he walks to his car and he said, wait a minute. And he opened the trunk of his car. And he reached down under his spare tire and he pulled out a bag. And in the bag was a book. It was a journal. And it was all the signs that he had written down that he didn't tell anybody about, not even his wife, because he was afraid he was imagining it. Wow. And after my talking with him and him getting that, he entrusted me with that knowledge and went and got this this book out. So I encourage people not to allow yourself to think you're think you're imagining it. Treat it like it's real because I'm guessing it is. Yeah, I mean it wouldn't be happening if 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 there wasn't if it or continually happening if there wasn't something to it, right? So essentially my my That's why my book, question then, right. Yeah. Right. My, my my question leads to, you know, these these events, you know, it can it can break people apart. It can bring people together. And I, I think I think Nikki over there, you know, he, the the echo leads to bringing us together and bring, bringing us closer. Where or whenever we are in in yeah. the multiverse, yeah, yeah. and I, I think that um, my my goal with that was I think that the 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 need for help is so strong that something answers it. What, what that something is, we don't we don't know. Yeah, of that's, course. And, that's the yeah, next question. That, that's true. And in, in, in my there's a movie, by the way, I love I plug my movie, Paul. Uh, the documentary about Nikki is called Forty One. It's not mm-hmm. the one about George Bush. It's the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I and wanted to bring that up because uh, I've seen that film and it's, uh, there, there's uh, there it's really poignant. And I, I had a question about it. If there's time, go ahead. Bill. Right. Oh, no, that's what I was going to say. Is that, and in the film, my other son David. Is, was not a believer at the time we shot. That was not a believer in any of this, or at least he was, you know, he was 
pulled back from it. And so we try to show all signs because not everybody obviously believes this stuff and not all anybody, everybody jumps on board. And David at that time was a doubter and he has since had a, a miraculous change and <laughs> yeah. in things that have happened for him from Nick. So yeah. what were you going to ask me, Paul? I'm sorry. Oh, no. Well, I, we, let's get to Peter's second question, Ben, please. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't. Didn't didn't mean to didn't mean to hog it. It just started me down a train of thought that I oh no, really, that's a fascinating. I wanted concept. to chase because the show goes so fast. We <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so Peter continues. Uh, what about people who have loved ones that have passed and have not uh, had contact but have tried? You know, the famous example being Mr. and Mrs. Houdini, who made a pact to contact each other on death, and Mrs. Houdini tried for ten years and also used mediums as you did, but no contact. Yeah, I don't know about that. You know, uh, I, I think that's, uh, forgive me, Paul, when someone is spirit for a second, <laughs> they, their personality remains the same, I think. And I, my mother is very quiet, seldom shows up. My father was a, you know, great Irish loud guy who knew the words to every Irish song ever written. I mean, <laughs> and he comes through with Nikki. And we have a, another story about how he has he came to help Nikki cross over in the fire that night. So, I mean, the, I guess I don't have any answers for anybody. I only can tell you what I think. And, uh, and w- what I think is that, uh, people just need to stay open, whether they need this or not, or they think they need it or not. There's something here and your loved ones, you know, you wouldn't leave them. What makes you think they're going to leave you? And just because you don't hear from them, um, in fact, here's, here's another quick one. Um, Joanne and I went to see Maureen Hancock, who's out of Massachusetts. And we Terrific. know Maureen, yeah. yeah yes. And she practically channels Nikki. She's unbelievable. When we went to see her the first time, we sat down with her, and she looked at me, and she said, there's a Joe around you. And I said, uh, yeah. And I pointed to my wife, Joanne. No, no, it's around you. And, I, and now Joanne is Joanne. Her father was Joseph. Her brother was Joseph. And she's pointing at me for the Joe. That's the very. And I said, oh, please. And I said, I, I don't know who you're talking about. She said, let me see if I can get it. She said, Vietnam. Well, my friend Joe, Mishashik, um, passed away in Vietnam. And the day before that reading, I happened, happened to come across his obit, and I showed it to Joanne. And she said, oh, because I always talk about Joe. And the next day, he was the first one to show up in the reading. Mm. Wow, yeah. Well, okay, I, I, there were two two points I wanted to make that you, you might find very interesting. I don't think we've ever talked about this over the years, Dave, but uh, they, I've run into, over the last 50 years, occasionally people who are... <clears throat> Uh, still in touch with loved ones. <clears throat> However, <clears throat> their loved ones they never liked. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, you have to think of that. But sometimes there are just people in your family. I mean, you know, you're loyal, I guess, to your family, but they, they're just, they get on your nerves or they drive you nuts, or, you know. And, uh, it hasn't been anything, you know, really, uh, bad. Yeah, but, I'm, uh, I'm gonna be the one, I'm gonna be the loved one. <laughs> When I but, you know, little signs and the kind of thing. So I thought that that's kind of a, a, a kind of a twist to the whole thing. I mean, you don't always like your loved ones, right? Um, and, and then they, they were. And this is a lot more fascinating, I think, is people who are in touch with children who were never born. You know, maybe uh, there was a miscarriage, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, maybe there, you know, it was a, a, a in our in our terms a different parallel world. They were born, but that love bond is there. I find that really it doesn't happen a lot, but I find that really fascinating. But it's happened to in my family. Yeah, to me. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think that I think you know if we believe if we're talking about reincarnation if we're talking about spirit having an ongoing existence, then it seems to me that the fact that it would be a an infant here may not even pass before it even learns to speak or or has any ability to take care for itself doesn't mean that their their spirit side isn't very functional and and doing the right thing uh and, and growing without that situation so tell us if you would um some more recent I mean, it's been a long time since you've been on the show. I mean, the things that, that we might not know about our listeners may, may not have heard about uh, that have happened in this vein to you and Joanne and your family. Well, you know, it, 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 they go on forever. They go on all kinds. Of, you know, we have gone uh, recently, I think it was this summer, we, we were driving uh, and it was um, hot. And we're going, I think it was in Connecticut doing uh, doing a show. And we went by a bank, you know, the bank with the big clock and the big uh, oh, yeah. temperature. Oh, and yeah, we go yeah, yeah. by, and the car, a couple of cars in front of us, and I happened to notice it, and it said 85 degrees. And when we went by, it went to 41. And then we're back what? to 85. That's quite a temperature, quite a cold front. I know, I know. It was, yeah. Yeah. And then Joanne has had it happen to her before where she's going through the uh, down the street and they have the portable radar units up. And yeah. they're showing you how fast you're going. She's right behind a car. Car goes by 25. She goes by 41. You rerun the guy, or? And, and, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's really, I mean, and the temperature today four times. Uh, they said it was 41 today. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the point. It's important though, people. And the other thing that happens, and I don't know if this has to do with this. But after I deal with somebody, after somebody talks to me or is exposed to my story, or is, I'll start getting notes that they are getting 41s. Yeah. Now, they're noticing them, I know, and that's part of it. But mm-hmm. why, is, why are they getting 41s? Why are these things happening just because they've heard it from me? Yeah, it happened to me. Well, okay, uh, just uh, to, to bring up the point that, uh, you know, any uh, psychologist or statistician will say, if you're looking for a number, you're going to see it. Right. But, I mean, being part of this whole drama, I, I consider myself part of this uh, because of my own experiences. I mean, it's it's way beyond the statistical probability, the way this pops up. I mean, I just, I can't. And, you know, we're, we're trying to get more into data and stuff in our own work, but it's just, it, there's no accounting for this except... From what you say. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I do have a story that I can tell you that's not recent, but it's it's a story that's very interesting. Um, the weekend that Nikki passed, he passed on a Thursday. And the weekend that he passed, uh, on that Saturday, my son David uh, had an attack. He was, in, uh, he was in Emerson College, and he had some kind of attack and was taken to the hospital. And they found a, a birth defect that he had that they never found having to do with one of his kidneys. Uh, it was an emergency situation, and he almost passed that weekend. Uh, I tell you this because um, it comes up in a second, because I was, after Nikki passed, I, I was driving, and I always listen to talk radio because that's what I like, but I, with this particular day, I was listening to music, 
And on the radio comes Spirit in the Sky, Norman Greenbaum. And my windshield wipers go. And, and Paul, you remember, my windshield wipers oh, yeah. go. They're not even on and they go off. And so <laughs> right. my windshield wipers are going on and I'm, I'm saying, what are you doing? What's, what, what is it, Nick? And then I realize they're playing Norman Greenbaum, Spirit in the Sky. Okay. So David had had this operation and uh, I went up to bring him up to have tests after the operation a couple of weeks later. And I was driving home and I said to him, the radio was off, and I said to him, I told him about this incident where Norman Greenbaum spearing in the sky comes on and my windshield wipers start going. I couldn't shut them off because they weren't turned on. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. And so I tell him that story and he says, oh, yeah, now this is the David who, you know, was not that uh, into this. And he said, oh, yeah, great. And he leaned over and turned on my radio and like out of a movie, the announcer says, and now, by special request, here's Norman Greenbaum and Spirit in the Sky. <laughs> and the song went on. And it flipped him out. Oh, wow. <laughs> it completely flipped him out. So, so your son went to Emerson? Yeah, he's a guy in Emerson. Oh, so, so is Ben. Oh, so yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, so is Chris. Chris has uh, got his master's in Emerson. Oh, oh really? Wow. He got one. He has three master's, but he got his one of his master's in Emerson. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Emerson uh, yeah. so, uh, everywhere. Yeah. Uh, on the movie 41, we're almost out of time here, but on the movie 41, which I think is very well done. Now, it was Christian DeResendiz was the director, is that? Okay. He, he was the cinematographer, a videographer, excuse me. Okay. Uh, and, and they edited it together and they put it all together. He okay. and our son Christian, the two Christians did it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the all Christian, right. Christian uh, the th there was a very poignant section that affected me where before the fire occurred, Nick seemed to to draw into, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he seemed to kind of draw into himself. It was very pensive and almost uh, a, for, a foreboding seemed to be there that something was going to happen. Is is that that really affected me? Um, I don't know if you. <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah. So you know, he was. Uh, they, they, they just moved. There was a new place, and things were going on, and he he was. Right. Uh, it was just very odd. Uh, and um, he was more subdued than normal. Nick was a hell fellow, well met. He was a wonderfully happy boy, and and still is. And and uh, but at that time, he was really reboting. The night before the fire, Nicky gave his guitar to his girlfriend Gabby. Mm. The night yeah, before that, the fire. that that means something. Yeah. Now I don't think that he consciously knew, obviously, that there was going to be a fire or that was going to happen. But something just said to him, "I'm going to give this to Gabby." So he knew, and I think a lot of people know on some level they know their time is coming. Yeah. They know it, something's going to happen. They may not know what it is, but they know they're waiting for that other shoe to drop. Yes. Yeah, right. Well, Dave, uh, we're just about out of time. Give us again uh, your website and uh, uh, very, very simple, Dave Kane, K A N E dot net, and okay. uh, just come on there. You'll see an opportunity to send me some stuff. My all my contact information is there, and it's going to be forty one signs of hope. Your stories, and I want to thank you, Paul, and your family, and everybody for for making this book, the original book, possible. Because without you, this story wouldn't have been told. And well, we thank you, Dave. That was an honor. Uh, and people are welcome to contact you because uh, you have a support group, I believe. Yeah, we have all kinds of things. We can have a, a Forever Family Foundation is another organization that helps to teach people that they're not crazy, they're not imagining it. Their loved ones really are saying I.
Okay. And uh, what's what's your email again? Dave Kane. Well, just go to DaveKane.net. And okay. my email's on there because it emails longer. But just DaveKane.net. Okay. And you go on there. Uh, I mean, the email is dkane411 at verizon.net. Okay. Uh, ben, any final points here? Um. You know, I, I guess uh, we don't we don't have a ton of time, so I can't I can't hop into it. But you know, I want to I want to say you know thank you for for sharing all of your experiences, Steve. I think I think it, it takes a lot of courage, and I, I think it it really really is very brave because this is a very personal thing, and I, I think you I think it's done a lot of good personally, and I think it's a really it's a really good message of hope to bring to people who really need it. And so thank you for, for thank you. all you've done. I'm only doing what my kid tells me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, uh, that's something every parent, I guess, has to learn in a way. But, Dave, thank you so much, my Thanks, friend. Guys. And uh, we'll you. be in touch off the air. Great, great. Okay. All right, Ben, why don't you take away our announcements? Oh, so so far so good uh, with the uh, plans for the New England Parafest on April 10th and 11th uh, in Kittery, Maine. So the organizers tell us at least. Uh, so we're supposed to speak in person and do a live broadcast of the show with a panel of the speakers from there on September 11th. Uh, or September 11th, Sunday the 11th, uh, that is, uh, April 10th and 11th. So check it out on Facebook, uh, New England Parafest 2020. 2021. 2021. Jeez. You know, New Year, same, same bad math. Well, I don't know. Sometimes you think, yeah, you're the old guy and I'm not. Uh, anyway, but, uh, no, I just, uh, let's, would uh, keeping in touch with the organizer and he, uh, he believes this is going to happen. So, uh, hopefully, uh, we'll see what's going on. All the, you know, the vaccines, it all depends on the distribution, things of that kind. Of course. Anyway, we are, as we've been saying, working on a new book, uh, and that is, um, uh, with Shane Searway and Alexander Petikoff, uh, great, uh, members of our gang. Uh, that'll be out later, uh, this year, uh, Behind the Paranormal Three Uneasy Skies. Of course, it's about UFOs, uh, based on our own experiences and those of our show guests over the years and uh just before we finish that thought uh if you want to see the much vaunted ufo video that we ca- captured in pennsylvania in may of 2019 uh you can go to the behind the paranormal with paul and ben you know facebook page uh and it's the um the, i believe it's the uh first or second video and it's pretty much the whole the whole thing it was very dramatic uh seven witnesses and including the two who are helping us with this book so uh the, the, that we that that was asked for a long time that we we put it up but we didn't want to do it until it was firmly vetted by photo experts people like that and and it has been and uh, the mutual ufo network a very credible organization has called it the uh one of the two best ufo videos they've ever seen so you can check that out on facebook Indeed. And you can check out our current books along with those of our other co-hosts at our show website, BehindTheParanormal.com, uh, where you can also find out more about the show, our many cases over the years, our public appearances, and how to book us, uh, along with some of our 900-plus free recorded shows from our 12-plus years on the air, including our four-and-a-half-year run on CBS Radio, along with special shows and podcasts. And uh, we're slowly reloading, uh, after several years of technical issues with our website, we're uh, reloading the uh, archives. Uh, we're, uh, we're back to 2013 now uh, for all the shows, and we have over 900 hours of shows that we're going to get back on there, uh, back to uh, late, uh, tw- actually mid-2008. 
And uh, so check that out. If it's not on the site, it should be on one of the major podcast platforms, iTunes or one of the others. Um, and you can check uh, check that out. So uh, all our shows are, are available somewhere and will be all available on BehindTheParanormal.com as soon as possible. And also check out our uh, charities that we uh, uh, honor on the show, USACares.org. Canadian Veterans Advocacy, Helping Haiti's Orphans, uh, Youth Mentoring Connection, uh, and uh, several others, uh, Sisterhood of Ground Zero. And uh, what do we got for next week, Ben? So next week, that's January 17th, we'll welcome back special guest co-host Shane Searway for another busy open line show. And I'm sure those questions have been piling up, uh, but you can send your questions to paul at behindtheparanormal.com or shanesearway at gmail.com. That's shane, S-H-A-N-E, S-I-R-O-I-S at gmail.com. Uh, we'll leave you today with a thought from Australian motivational speaker Sam Cawthorn. Don't compare your life to that of others. You have no idea what they have been through. I'm Paul Eno. And I'm Ben Eno. And thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey. And we shall see you next time on Behind the Paranormal. Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.